and welcome to the Embodied Life Coaching Podcast with me, Louise Lewis. I am a mindset and body-based life coach specialising in helping people understand and resolve the deep-seated patterns that hold them back from having a life that looks and feels extraordinary. Through a series of solo episodes and conversations with guest experts, I will explore how incorporating bodywork, whether that be somatic-based exercises, biology and cellular health, or nervous system healing, is an essential addition to your personal development work. If you are familiar with therapy, coaching, or counseling, and feel like there's been a missing piece of the puzzle, keep listening, because the bodywork and nervous system pieces may be it. I can't wait to share these life-changing materials with you. It's time to live a full life from a place where you are deeply connected to your mind, body, and soul. Get ready. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Embodied Life Coaching Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to have Charlotte Williams here with me today. I will let Charlotte introduce herself properly in a moment, in true Bridget Jones style. But um, what I want to say about Charlotte, Charlotte is an amazing lady that I've had the privilege to work with for almost six months now. She is a women's development and leadership coach. She's a mum. She is just an all-round fantastic human being and a lovely lady to work with. I'm so happy to have her here to explore the work that she's done to intentionally create a life that she loves. So Charlotte, hello, welcome. It's absolutely lovely to have you here. Thank you, Reese, and uh, big thank you for having me. And I'm really excited to curious to see where our conversation goes today. Lovely. So is there anything that you would like to add to my introduction of you, just so that people know a little bit more about who you are? I'm slightly blushing at this point. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Um, so I I am all of those things. I'm Charlotte. Um, I am a mum of two very feisty girls mm-hmm. um, who uh, spend, who require a lot of my attention and quite of my energy right now. Um, I predominantly work as a coach um, in the leadership um, women's space um, and I really work mainly with women to reconnect with themselves and to live the lives they love. I love that. I love that. And so it's interesting because in the work that I've done a year ago, I changed a little bit my focus from being creating an extraordinary life on your terms to being more focused on like oh, your childhood was difficult and all the rest of it. And what I've realised in coming full circle back to create an extraordinary life on your terms is that stuff is all part of it. But the big picture is how do we have the life that we want to have? Because that's what we want, really, in the end. So it's so lovely to have you here. We feel very aligned. (laughs) I love that we're aligned this afternoon. It's great. And so I predominantly um, work one-on-one with women. I lead group coaching um, and I often work with small groups of women and I call them lean in circles. So it's bringing women together who've got similar needs and wants from life and um, they realise very quickly um, that they are not unique. I call it uniquely normal. They're not unique. They have the same challenges and needs. And so they work together over a period of six months to really kind of um, uncover and address all of those needs. 
And I also will work within corporates um, to help teams really connect with themselves and their purpose. Brilliant. I, I, go on. And um, I also work in corporates. So I, um, I have two parts of my world that make my world whole and really allow me to have the world that I love. I work for a global media organisation and I um, work in the organisational development talent space. I work part-time um, and predominantly work with um, fantastic leaders who are striving to create something very special in the media space. Lovely. Yeah, so you really bridge that gap between understanding the life of the employee and everything that that can bring and also understanding the life of the entrepreneur and everything that that can bring. Of course, absolutely with those two things. And I think one of the big things I often find for the women that come to me, often there's a real disconnection, is this life in corporate or this life right now doesn't fit me and I, want, I would like to explore something else. Yeah. And I'm going to do something else. And what we tend to kind of explore is, does it have to be all? You kind of you work with you know you get sort of um pulled in society that you have one way of progressing and, and being rewarded in life but actually i really work with women around the end and that's really how i'm creating my life around i can be a coach and i can walk in, work in corporate and those two things are working really really well for me right now brilliant i love that and i want to get into more of that working with the end later because i think that's a really important thing of what you do so talk to me a little bit about intentionally creating a life you love what what led you to that you know because a lot of us just go around living our lives a little bit on autopilot we don't really think about it until something happens and it's like okay no actually this is not the life that I wanted to have how do I do something on purpose to bring myself more in line with what feels good for me and I think the in in line piece really resonates with, and I'll try and keep it very very short. I think I have, I think my life probably is quite parallel to other people's lives in the sense I went to school, I did okay, um, I did pretty well with my grades. I then went to university. There was kind of this underlying feeling for me that I could do more. I didn't feel good enough. I really challenged myself constantly to to be a perfectionist and overperform. Um, I joined a large um, corporate organisation and worked really hard. I rose through the ranks very quickly. I was a VP by the age of the, uh, um, by, uh, my early 30s. And actually enjoying elements of it, like really having fun. But there was always this feeling, this strong feeling that this wasn't it. Mm. I was, I, I, I was, I'm reading a great book at the moment. Um, I'm going to check the name, but actually on my desk, it's Matthew Letter. And it's about being unfilled and it's around you can thrive in life, but you still may not find fulfillment. And I really, that really resonates with me because even though I was striving and having loads of great experiences, clearly doing something well because I was getting promoted and my teams were getting larger and my responsibilities were growing, but it just didn't feel enough. And actually, the real sort of turning point for me was when I had my first daughter. My way of being was just to work really hard. Mm. That was kind of who I was and how I figured life out. So I would work weekends. I'd work really late into the evenings, just volume and really thinking about things in detail and being perfectionist was my MO. And then I had my daughter and that didn't work. Mm. It really didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had to be responsible for this little person. I couldn't put the hours in anymore. 
traveling was really challenging for me because I had to figure out how she's going to be looked after. And then there was no break when you got back. You go from being in an office, delivering loads of stuff, going to lots of evening events, and then there was no downtime. I was hit home. And so ultimately, I felt burnt out and was completely, completely overwhelmed. Not recognizing it, though. Not recognizing it. And in true Charlotte style, just pushed myself harder. I was like, right, I just sleep less. I won't eat so well. I will just um, find a way of my daughter getting covered at the weekend so I can put more hours in. And it just got worse. Actually, if I kind of reflect on my journey now, and they do reflect on my journey, I just, kept, I just pushed my body into complete overdrive. And I wasn't sleeping. I didn't feel relaxed. I felt like I constantly had, like, electricity running through me, and I just felt really anxious a lot of the time. And I think the biggest sort of turning point for me was when I went to the doctors. I was like, I just don't feel very well. I haven't felt very well for a bit. I'm going to go and have a chat with the doctor. She was like, do you realize you have a temperature of 39? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was kind of a moment where I thought, maybe I pushed myself a little bit too much here. Um, and so I, um, it was a real moment of like, this isn't the way that I want to live. Um, and actually I'd kind of chip it out a little bit on life I, I don't really I wasn't remembering days I was just going through them I sort of was going to the office and then coming home and I couldn't really tell you what happened in between and so ultimately um I started working with a fantastic coach I knew something had to change and that's fundamentally when I really shifted my whole life um and really started to address the patterns that I've learned that I thought were doing me well which weren't and we did a lot of deep work and I then decided at the back of that actually what am I really good at I'm actually really good what I am really good at in my role is helping and supporting leaders so why don't I try some of this stuff let me go out and train myself and see what happens around that and I've never really looked back from that point which has been been a fantastic journey and I think the intentional bit has been then figuring out how do I make sure the whole of my world feels like I love it every day and I, and I really have been intentional about sitting down and thinking through with my coach what is the world I want how, the, how am I going to create it and it's it's not perfect it's always going to be a journey but I, I'm getting close to it I feel yeah I love that and obviously I don't have children and, and my story and background is different but I resonate with so much of that you know it's when you go to the doctor and the doctor says oh, this is my experience what are your stress levels like and your response is to burst into tears you know that the answer isn't great <laughs> um, or, or the answer isn't not great. Um, so, so I love you sharing that. And so if we sort of track back a little bit, so you've had this experience, you're, these aren't exactly your words, but I'm just going to say overworking to summarise. Overworking, there's a lot of perfectionist patterns kind of driving the behaviours. And then then you have your first daughter um, and... And it just doesn't quite work so much anymore because you can't give as much to work. You work with a coach and then you make these shifts. Like, what else changed? So when you sat down intentionally, like, well, what do I want to be different? What were the shifts and how did you make them? Because I think for a lot of people, they're like, well, yes, I mean, I'd love to be able to do that. But actually, how do I take those steps? It takes time. I think that's one thing I would really say is like, this doesn't happen overnight, right? People come to me and they're a bit like, I really like, I want my life to be like that. 
yeah. I remember one of the first sessions I had with my coach, we, coach, we did some visualisation around if I was in this life that I was absolutely loving, what would it feel like? And that really allowed me to kind of step, take a step back and go, what are the shifts that need to happen to get there? Nice. Um, and so the first bit, well, actually, um, a real trigger for me, and maybe this trigger that kind of come out for people is, very sadly, when we came to have our second child, I, I miscarried at 22 weeks. Um, and it really stopped me in my tracks. I remember being in hospital after I'd had to give birth at 22 weeks, and it was a real turning moment, a turning point for me of, I have one life. This is going to sound really deep, but I have one life. And I'm not living it in the way that I want to live it. These things have to change. And also, my first was always precious, but it just became even more precious around the mum I wanted to be and the life that I wanted to create for us as a family. And so after that experience, I really started to think about what is it that I'm really good at? Like genuinely, what makes me Charlotte? And what is it that I want to bring to the world? And it was really around supporting women in finding the lives that I was finding that just felt really connected for them and so one was training as a coach the first one was actually going out and getting my ICF accreditation the second was coaching as much as possible I was just really curious to see like what did I not know what was I learning because I truly believe that you can only coach people to replace you being yourself 100%. and so and so I'm pleased that resonates with you. And so <laughs> really having a lot of life, you know, life experience um, and enjoying the journey on the journey for my amazing life, not just seeing it as an end goal. And so training as a coach, actually taking a step back and looking at what was I really enjoying in the corporate environment. Outside of the status that it had given me, which was my safety blanket, what was it actually that felt really great for me? And it was really good at developing people. I was, I'd learned a lot around um, cultural integration I was really good in different cultures I'm a good good listener I'm a really good listener and I have a, an intuition that I hadn't appreciated was my superpower yeah that I could really really um get under the skin of things that maybe other people just weren't able to appreciate so figure out who I was was like a really important part of the journey and now I, it, I'm really clear around, you know, obviously everybody's journey, everybody's um, individual is different when they come to me in terms of the journey they want to create. But there's really three pillars that I kind of got really comfortable around that I focus on. And one is when people come to me and they feel disconnected, which is often one of the big things that people approach me about, is intuition, dialing back into that inner voice. Because I believe everyone has it to an extent and maybe not using it. So spending time really in that space, purpose. And that sounds like a really big word. What's your North Star? What do you really, really want out of life? And I was figuring out my North Star. And the third one was, what brings you joy and energy? And really following some of that stuff that may just feel at times a bit like, oh, icky and not clear around actually um, where it's going to take you. So getting the accreditation, figuring out actually what am I really good at, what makes me unique. Or I don't, I don't know whether unique is the right word, making me, what are my superpowers that I can really go out and sort of help the world with? And then also figuring out, actually, I didn't want to leave corporate. I, I like being in corporate and being really intentional. Like, yes, it gives me a safety around financials, and I'm not going to say it doesn't. But also, I like being part of the community. 
I like being part of systems that other women I um, coach, um, knowing what that kind of feels like to remain in a corporate environment. And I'm pretty good at some of this stuff. So really being intentional around going to my boss when there was an opportunity to have a conversation and saying, but the role I'm in, I just don't think it suits me. I don't think you're getting the best out of me. I don't think you even recognise this, but I'm just not very happy, to be honest. I and you did that. And she was so great. She was like, well, what do you want? And I was like, well, really what I'd like to do is help people when they get stuck, so the organisational development work that I do, and also help the next generation of talent develop and thrive and be joyful and just love what they do in this organisation. And there wasn't really a question of, oh, maybe we could do that. She was like, shall we? And I think it was just something about, gosh, that's possible. That was possible to have that conversation and move that kind of those things yeah. forward. So doing that, and then I was like, and I want to do that part-time because I also want to do something outside of work to keep that social perspective flowing in and to give me um, another element to, to Charlotte. And so she was like, yeah, okay. She went and spoke to her boss and, and that sort of very quickly kind of emerged. And so that's really the role I've been doing now for the last kind of period. And so I have this lovely, amazing role that I'm doing in corporate. I have this coaching business that is growing um, with the women I work with. And then there's an element of me. Like, who am I? What do I love? And what do I want from life? And I need space. One thing that I really notice is I'm a natural introvert. And I need to recharge. I need to do that on my own. So in my intention building my the life that I love, I get space in my world to have naps every week. I get space in my world to go for long walks. I get space to go to the ballet classes that I absolutely love twice a week. And so I just do stuff that makes me happy. And I think being resourced and being happy just allows me to be to show up for people in a way I need, I really want to show up for them to help them and develop their own, own lovely lives. Brilliant. And I love that. And I want to pick up on a few things that you said. So first of all, thanks for sharing about baby loss, because I think that will be something that has impacted a lot of people that, that listen. And obviously, we never want devastating things to happen to us in our lives. But sometimes the very challenging things that happen do make us reassess and reevaluate. Um, so I did just want to say thank you for sharing that because, um, you know, it's not a small thing that, that you've been through. And then to shift a little bit, so you talked about your intuition as your superpower and then and I kind of like the work that you've done and then the work that you help other people with because, yes, you're right, we can't take anybody further than we've gone ourselves. So there's always an element as a coach, I think, of like we almost owe it to ourselves to do the work so that we can actually properly help our clients. But that's a soapbox chat for another day, I think. But so the superpower which you recognise yours was intuition, looking at the purpose and then, you know, what gives you joy, what gives you energy. Now, I know, because I know the kind of people that will be listening to this, that whilst they are three things that sound relatively straightforward, when you are on the treadmill, working very hard, going through your day to day, and maybe are a little bit disconnected from yourself, they are actually three of the most challenging questions that you could ever be given. Because if you aren't sure who you are and what drives you, being asked what your strengths are or what your superpower is, what's your purpose and what do you enjoy is quite challenging. And so I'm just curious for you, 
Do you think you would have had access to answering those questions if you hadn't worked with a coach? At the time, no one yes. that make a difference. Yeah. No one yes. No in the sense of, well, let me start with the yes. Yes, I probably would have got to the surface level of yeah. those things. Would I have got to the level of love that I feel for my life and got there over a period of two or three years? No, I would not have done that and also I am very aware that I even though I'm an introvert I am at my best when I'm talking out loud so when I'm in a space with somebody else even if they're just holding that space for me to be listened to I do my best thinking so coaching has been hugely hugely important for me um, on my journey I love that. Thank you. Because it, it was one of the things. So I, I would have talked about this, I'm sure, before on the podcast, because I talk about it a lot. But it was that that psychotherapy session when I was first signed off from work in 2018. And she says, you've been given permission by a doctor now to have some time off. So just go and spend the time doing the things that you find fun. And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And it was in that moment that I realised not only did I not know what I enjoyed, and I really didn't know what I enjoyed. I've got no idea. I just didn't have a clue who I was. And so then I'm almost, so rather than just thinking I've been signed off from work, I'm then facing this existential crisis of like, well, who the hell am I? And I think that's so important to say because it's so, so common. And you're right, like this stuff doesn't happen magically overnight, but it can happen. And I don't know what the time frame is for you, but it's just over four years since I officially left my corporate role now, you know, and the change is night and day. And I and I, I think that's so that is so important to recognise, you know, the people a lot of women come to me and that question of what do I want is huge. Absolutely huge. And yes, it took a long time. Like when did I first have that session with my coach where we, we really visualised it? Three, three years ago now, three years ago. And it's and it really, really does take time. And also what I have found as well is things that I love not exerting too much energy. So it's actually things that I may have done before. So it's not a new skill that I'm going to learn. It's just refining it again, actually. And that's what's brought me energy. And recognising that of, it doesn't have to be all this shiny new stuff, like brand new stuff. And it doesn't have to be really cool, by the way. I think that's the other thing. It's just yeah. things that I, things that bring me some happiness and sparks of joy every week. Yeah, and it's so important. It's so like one of the things for me has been to go back to music. Not necessarily, so I played the trumpet at school, not necessarily like the trumpet sometimes, but it's very challenging if you haven't played for 20 years because your lip muscles don't work like they used to. So it's quite frustrating. But going back to choir, and I now run the village choir. And that's just so interesting, like the joy from singing. I'm not saying I sing particularly well. <laughs> I sometimes think as I'm stood at the front, I'm like, why have I volunteered to run this choir? But it is a joyful thing to be able to do. And you're right, so it isn't necessarily completely new. It's just the bits of ourselves that we've forgotten, essentially. Mm. I'm not tuned into for you know the intuition yeah. piece, feelings as well as thinking, right? Not tuned into for a very long time. I loved ballet as a child. Like when did that stop? Why did it stop? Right? And just I'm not saying I'm amazing at it either, by the way, you know. My husband would laugh if he came to watch me, but uh, I love it. It's just, I absolutely kind of love that freedom of, of doing I that. Love that. And also, who's to say? Because you could also in your mind be like, but ballet is just something that kids do, or then like professional ballerinas. And who's to say? 
who's to say you know when it's creating a life that that you love and then in my, my terms on your terms you know who's to say exactly. yeah yeah and so then the, and you covered this I wrote down as you were talking through I was like I wonder if she changed her role and you did and you shared about that but again I'd like you to talk just a little bit more about how you got to the place of being willing to ask <laughs> because for some people again they'd love to change their roles but they would find it very very difficult to go and have that conversation of like hi if you notice I'm completely disengaged and not really enjoying my job right now that would feel very confronting for them so yeah say more I think I think it all comes back to reconnecting with yourself right and being really honest about if I stay here and do this, and I'm, I'm here in three years, how am I going to feel about that? And that was a real like moment for me when my coach said to me, well, you, you could not have a conversation. And then what? And I was like, well, I can't stay like this. This just doesn't feel particularly comfortable. But also, I think there's also something around recognising the value we bring, right? And I often think about it is and talk to my client as it being like a piggy bank. You've often built up a huge reputation, particularly the women I work with. And there's a lot of a lot of great things that are in your piggy bank, but you haven't spent it. Mm. Right. At no point and I asked of anything in that organization. Obviously they've been fantastic to me, you know, the promotions have come and I've had some good development along the way, but at no point and I asked for any of that stuff. It's like it just happened. And so I was like, what would and I wanted to experiment with it I think that was a bravery that really sort of came out from look I don't I, I need to it needs to, this inner desire that something had to be different and I was just like on a mission for it to be different and so probably an element of bravery but also noticing that I had enough reputation and enough cash in the bank to spend it yeah. Yeah. and what was the worst that was going to happen she said no and I'd have to figure out what I was going to do and as um, a very wise friend to me said You've just got options. You may just not know where they are yet. I love that. Yeah. And it's so good. And there's there's several examples for me, like whether it's working with clients or my husband, Nat, of those of those places where actually saying, this is what I want. I want to work less hours. I want to change my role. You don't always get, you know, like you don't always get told no. Very often you get told yes, you know, and Nat had reduced, this is going back a few years now, Nat had reduced down to four days, then three days a week. And then the bank he worked for asked him to be the finance director. But it had to be back up to five days. And he was like, no, I don't work on a Friday. If you want me, it's a four-day role. And that's what he did. You know? I think it's, I just, sorry, we carry on. No, I was just going to say, but how often do we have in our minds I'm not going to get anywhere. My career can't progress. This is what I won't be able to do if I can't put myself forward. And it's like, well, if you don't try, you're never going to know. Completely. Completely. I have a whole network of women that are my mentors who do this. They work part-time in something and they have their business. I wouldn't even say it's a psychic. It's a fully functioning business. Mm. And I think it's just we, as society, it's moving on. It's moving on and, and it's embracing those and finding people who are doing this stuff. I think that's the other thing as well. Go and find someone who's actually done this and have a conversation with them and figure out how they've done it. Because I did that, actually. I went and had some conversations with some amazing 
the heads of HR and HR people who were doing this dual aspect of the life, the Anne that I talked about at the beginning. And it gave me some ideas and it brought, brought some it brought some kind of um, strength to what the conversation I was going to have with my boss around, look, you know this is the good stuff I bring. I really hope this is what's appreciated about me. And actually, it was shared with me because it's quite an open feedback in the organisation I'm in. But just reminding myself that if I was to use that more, it would bring more for them. And I'm already recognising that by playing and strengthening my strengths, the organisation's getting a lot more from me. I love that. And it's so true. When we play to our strengths, we can perform at our best. So you came to work with me in November of 2022, and you joined my Address and Unlock programme, and we've done some one-to-one work as well. So as part of intentionally creating a life that you love, where where did this fit in? What difference has it made? No, Louise. Huge difference. A huge difference. So Last year, there was a real moment for me of I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of coaching work. I've done a lot of work on myself. I was out on maternity leave. I had my um, my second child. And there was just this feeling, just this feeling for me of the mindset work that I had done wasn't enough. And I had this, I had it, I had it, I, I had it forever, actually. When I really think about what goes on, in, what, has, what has gone on in my body, I had this level of electricity that I've already mentioned. Mm. It just meant I felt constantly a low-level anxiety to life. It just showed up with a level of anxiety. And I just couldn't shift it. I just couldn't shift it. It didn't matter. It didn't matter how much I worked on my patterns. It didn't matter how many conversations I'd had. It just kept showing up. And it's when I really started working with you, we started to really talk about the nervous system and me understanding how much from the, the things that had happened in my life, how much I was storing up just a level of energy that just never been released. Yeah. And, and just that simple, the simple conversation we had, I was like, that's it. Oh my goodness, I'm holding all this stuff and I've got to let it out and through techniques that you've supported me through. You, know, you can talk about this more. Um, but for me, just orienting for, for pleasure pushing my energy away, boxing it out, even noticing the feelings of the anxiety coming up before I even have thoughts now so I can manage it. It, I just feel so much calmer. I just, I can feel it in my body. I'm sure I'm showing up a lot calmer, but I just genuinely feel a much calmer individual. Brilliant. And what about, and you said before, before we started recording about like, so in fact, let me not say that. Let me just ask you. What of that electricity anxiety feeling now? None. It just doesn't show up. I don't feel I don't feel it anymore. It was but it was huge. The mm. the electricity was a constant bolt. I just felt like, oh something, I feel unsafe. I just felt a level of unsafe, like not feeling safe. And I just don't feel that anymore. I just don't have that that running through me anymore. Yeah. So almost a lifetime of low level anxiety, feeling that that electricity feeling to it not being there anymore and I love that you shared that because that really is the power of the nervous system work and making that connection in our bodies and then doing the work to release some of that energy massively 
And I think about my peers, you know, it's like I, I, also, I always work with intuition and energy, but it's just so much deeper now, the work that I've done with you is it's just, it's not just, the, it's not just the intuition that we sense, it's the feeling, like the deep rooted feeling of what is that. And often when you work with the feeling, really getting to the root of the feeling, which I'm sure none of the people listening are surprised by the business of the work that you do, it just removes all of that friction that has come up. Yeah. For me, it's that difference between the email comes in from someone that you're scared of, scared of, but whatever, the boss you don't like. It's the difference between the email coming in, you entirely panicking, having to sit there and be like, I am safe, I am safe, I'm going to take some deep breaths, I'm going to go for a walk, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to try and manage this. If the email comes in from the boss and your body doesn't react anymore because you've worked through the pattern. And that's the shift. You can do all the work around mindset to manage it, but it's like, why Why would I want to manage it if I can just get rid of it? Why, exactly, why do I want to live with that, right? Why, yeah. And just acknowledging also, as I, you know, as I work with my, I'm working with my clients now in a, in a slightly different way, it's like not to be mm. you're working with individuals. Yeah. Just, the, just the release that they're feeling. Mm. Um, and I had a client, I'm sure she, you know, I, I'm sure she will be, comfortable be sharing because we were openly talking about this but she had a situation where she'd left the job and um she felt really really still connected with that organization and felt very sad that the relationship had ended and ultimately by working through some of letting go of the energy and the trappings within her body by the end of the session she felt like she had fireworks going off and sparklers and she could just see sparks of the future and I'm sure we would have got there over a period of sessions with mindset work, but the speed, I couldn't believe actually the speed of what we've got through in, in half an hour of her releasing all of that energy. Yeah, it's a very, very efficient way of working. And what you might also find with some of that work that you've done there with her is that you're also, without necessarily doing it directly, helping her to heal maybe a, like an underlying codependency pattern as well, of like that attachment to things and how we attach. So it's lovely. And is there anything else that you want to say? Because I was going to ask you the question, but you've sort of answered it about how the work that we have done has impacted the work that you do with other people. Because that's one of the lovely things for me when I work with coaches and therapists. They get all of the benefits for themselves, but also they can then go out and make a difference in the world too. Um, so yeah, is there anything else that you would want to say about that? Well, that's the biggest surprise for me. And being with you on Investing and Lock, I was really hoping that I would put another part to my puzzle. You know, I don't think the puzzle will ever be ended. I don't think life is a journey. But it was even bit. It's probably a few parts of the puzzle got put in actually. As I'm thinking about it, about it now, and I think it really got me to tune in to an even deeper level of my intuition that I is there and is is accessible but I wasn't using and so just when a client's bringing something up and we've worked through it and we're just not moving and something feels stuck being able to drop into the body and really explore that it is is so so powerful and actually um, it's somewhere that I want to continue to develop as a coach so yeah I, I am I wasn't expecting it to sort of bring that into my coaching practice because I shouldn't be surprised this is the comment around take your clients as far as you can yourself but it's just been it's been a fantastic learning for me and also just 
something I want to explore more and more. I'm I'm just absolutely fascinated by where this is going next. Yeah, brilliant. And then the last thing that I want to ask you about, um, and again, I hope it's okay. I remember that you were also sharing in one of the earlier address and unlock calls that you'd used some of the tools that I'd shared with your daughter. Because I think, you know, sometimes we underestimate like the ripple effect. A lot of times parents come to me and they're like, I don't want to pass on my patterns to my kids. And that's a big reason about for why they are, they're coming to do the work. But there is also like an in the moment you can make a change with them right now with some of these tools piece. So kind of my last question to you, do you just want to talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I'm more than more than happy to share. And um, so, um, my little girl um, is five. She started school this year, and um, it was a very anxious process for her. She was really, really anxious about starting a new environment. She was coming from the nursery where none of her friends were coming with her, so she was going going into like a lot of new, new, new. And as we walked to school most mornings, there was this this constant piece coming up from her around. I'm really nervous to the point where sometimes it was tears and we'd have real emotions before she went into the classroom and then you and I started doing this work together and I was like oh I wonder what happened if I just asked her some questions on the way to school so there was a particular a particular morning where she was she was quite upset and I just said to her when are you feeling nervous in your body right now and she initially she was like confusion when we get the questions so I then switch the question to something you always say is well it feels good for you right now Some simplifying it for my five-year-old she's like my feet mommy my feet yes, so my feet and I was like well let's tune into your feet right now let's just tune into your feet and tell me when you think about your feet what what you know what feels good for you and she was like feels like bubbles and it feels happy and I said what's happening to the nerves and she said I don't think they're there much anymore. And so we've been really kind of tuning in to her body and her feet. And she, she doesn't cry going to school anymore. And I do think it's been part of the journey where she's learning to manage that energy and releasing it and those emotions. So by the time we get to school, it doesn't feel such a big thing that she's holding. I love it. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share today? thank you i think a big thank you to you for for um addressing the lock it's been a fantastic opportunity for me to for me to let go of my electricity which i've held for a very very long time and so i'm just really grateful for not feeling like that anymore so thank you thank you and thank you also for showing up and doing the work like it's such a pleasure for me to be able to support people in this process but you have to engage in the process like it just you don't just get to pay me to do a program and then it magically happens like that there is there is there is some showing up required so thank you so much thank you for being here today if people are interested in working with you or want to follow you like I know you have a social media presence where can people where can people come and find you probably the easiest place to find me is my website so charlottewilliamscoaching.co.uk um, I um, post quite regularly on LinkedIn, so come and find me on LinkedIn. You can find out what I'm up to in the blogs that I'm writing. And follow me um, on, on Instagram. It'd be lovely to, to hear what's come up for people today. And uh, I, um, I always love to have coffee, and I'm curious to, to get to know people. So do come say hello. So, so thank you.
Brilliant. And so what we will do is I will get all of those links and we will pop them in the show notes so people can just click on them um, nice and easy if they want to get in touch with you. OK, well, thank you, everybody. Um, as Charlotte said, let us know what you're taking away from this episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, um, please share it with a friend. Um, leave us a rating and a review. Leave Charlotte a rating and a review. Don't rate and review me. Just rate Charlotte. <laughs> and I will see you next week. Bye.